I'm Stephen Gregory Smith, and Matt Connor is at rehearsal. But you are listening to The Connor and Smith Show! Solo intro outro. Um, Matt is in tech rehearsals for play that he's working on called Audrey. Um, so I'm flying solo tonight as he is uh, deep in the throes. So um, what has been going on with us lately uh, that we haven't... We started the movie A Man Called Otto. We're halfway through. We like it so far. Um, I cannot wait to watch tonight's succession. Um, hopefully when Matthew gets home. We love that show. It is very, very, very well written. Um, and other than that, getting ready for some other stuff, uh, this Saturday, May 13th, from 2 to 6 p.m. at Penrose Square on Columbia Pike will be the, uh, Columbia Pike Wellness Festival. Um, whole bunch of different vendors, uh, fitness demos, health, food, blah, 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 everything to do with your mental and physical wellness. Come check us out. I will be there. Um, and other than that, uh, yeah, we're just busy doing our thing. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And this just proves how useless I am without Matthew. I forgot to say who we're talking to. We are talking to Lauren Forjanic Sawyer. We will be finally right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello? Hello? Hi, Lauren. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hi, husband and co-host, What's Matt going Connor. On? How are you? Do you think I've been using that Jimmy Fallon theme song for too long? <laughs> I've done it now for the, the entire SU podcast. Well, you just answered your own question. Uh, we're also joined by our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Lauren! Ryan! How are Ryan. you? Frida. <laughs> it's not Lawrence Frida. I know. Does anyone know my real name? Um, <laughs> I only know you by your real name. Um, <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, I have a daily... So, so please, ahead. please, just for the people who don't know... State the record. Why was the nickname Frida? I, you know what? I So, as I recall in my kind of cloudy memory... Um, we were rehearsing a dance number and, um, I was partnered with Jimmy Carruthers and I had like double braids in my hair, like Swiss Miss kind of braids in my hair. And Matt Ghost was either choreographing or I, I don't know what he was doing, but anyway, he was like, oh, that couple has it. That And I was a freshman. So people didn't 
know me. And he was like, that couple has it right there. And everyone was like, who, who? Jimmy and that Frida girl. And literally, <laughs> like, that became my name for <laughs> the rest of my life. Oh, so. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the opening of your new book. <laughs> Frida. How I, How became, I became Frida. Frida. <laughs> Lauren, where are you tonight? I am sitting in our little sports room in uh, Richmond, Virginia. You're in Richmond? Yeah. Did we know that? I don't know. I don't know. Did we? I don't know. You know, I can't, I cannot keep up anymore. It's kind of, social media has kind of been, is makes everything just so much now. Yeah, I know. But can I say how much I have loved the podcasts, you guys? Like, I, I've been listening to a whole bunch of them. And uh, we listened to a couple of them on the way to the reunion this weekend. And it's, you guys do such a great job. And it's been so fun to, like, hear everybody's journeys and where they are. And so we've we've loved them. Yeah. I You know, I think we always, sorry, Ryan, try to just talk. Um, I think we always... We don't. We want everyone to realize that we're not trying to a dig up dirt, and b we're not trying to see if everyone is on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, you do a really a, good job on both of those fronts. <laughs> yeah, what's amazing is we've all grown up. We're all doing whatever. Right. I mean, me and Stephen are still renting, so there's that conversation. <laughs> but um, you know where uh, our our creative lives have gone because you can be creative being a mom. Totally. Well, you kind of have to be creative. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I get this point. Um, so, Ryan, did you want to say something? I, I was just going to do a, a, a segue into something. Okay. Say, speaking of journeys, let's talk about Lauren's journey. Yeah. Let's also talk about the fact that when we were talking to Joy, somehow I thought Joy was from Las Vegas and she said, no, you're thinking of Lauren. Yeah, no, I'm not from Las Vegas. I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so my dad lived in Las Vegas for like 15 years, but. Wait a minute. Is that what the World Series Little League thing is? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Oh, no, that's Williamsport. Oh, my oh God. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, Stephen. It's a big deal. So let's start. Let's start with Ryan. You, you, where did you? Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Har Harris. Sorry, Harrisburg. Harrisburg. It's very confusing. Harrisburg is, like, is where you were born. Is that the right. middle of the state? Middle of the state. State capital of Pennsylvania. Yep. I'm the a fellow Pennsylvania metropolis boy. that it is. Yes, I'm a fellow Pennsylvanian. I'm from Western PA. Oh, yeah. Oh, those people. Yeah, south of Pittsburgh. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. So did you also have sort of a little bit of a creative youth? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was always like, I danced and um, was in the shows in, you know, junior high and high school. I twirled my baton for the band. And um, yeah, I just like that was my, th those were my people. So I always, I always sort of wanted to be around that crowd. Um, in fact, I actually, I was a majorette in high school and did not play an instrument, but the band director stuck me in the percussion section and I don't know, I like played the bell or something just so that I could hang out in the band room for the rest of the year. So yeah, 
I always sort of gravitated towards that. Oh my God. I, my, all three of my brothers were in band. I was not. And I was always so jealous because every parade or every field show competition or every concert or whatever, the band always seemed like the coolest, the cool kids. Oh, okay. I'm not sure we were the cool kids, but we were having a lot of fun. So. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Steve, weren't you in band? I was. We were definitely not perceived as the cool kids. <laughs> no. um, well, maybe it was just in Frederick County, Virginia. Yeah, we were the band geeks. I try yeah. not to label people. I want to go back. Lauren, you said you played like a bell. Were you playing a cowbell? I don't I don't know what they tried to give me something to do so that I could hang out. It it really would be delicious if you were just one stick and that cowbell. <laughs> it may have been that. Or a cowbell. That's amazing. That was on my off season when I wasn't twirling my baton. Love that. So did you did you ever start doing theater in high school? Oh yeah, I did theater in high school. And then did you also study before you went to to Shenandoah? Um, study no. I mean, I danced. Um, yeah. I had always been in dance classes, but um, no, I didn't study like voice or or acting or anything. Yeah. I didn't either. I actually didn't study anything. And I still probably sound like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't study. I had vocal nodules in high school. Um, that's how bad I was <laughs> at technique. So um, I actually had them. I had surgery on my vocal cords while I was in high school. So um, yeah, no studying, just doing it. Well, you sound terrific tonight. Oh, well, thanks. Feeling much better. <laughs> She's finally recovered from that high school surgery. <laughs> yes. Um, so what, as, as you were in high school doing musicals, having vocal no nodule surgery, yeah. twirling the baton. the baton, playing the cowbell, <laughs> what, I'm just doing a summary, what, um, how did Shenandoah come upon your radar? Yeah, you know, I... I been hearing you guys ask that question and I was talking to my mom today and I'm like I don't remember I think it was my um choir director and um the, the teacher that directed all the shows told me about Shenandoah um so and it was I thought other people have mentioned this it was one of the only schools that had that type of program mm -hmm. um so yeah that's I think he kind of told me you should look at this it's so funny because um you know if we interview any of the the younger uh su people like people who were not there when we were um i'll say did you like read about it in a brochure and they're like what no <laughs> like there used to be these things these catalogs and brochures <laughs> There was pieces of paper. There was paper everywhere. <laughs> you can go to the library and look at all the colleges in the There was country. a book. That yeah. book, yeah. There was a message from Sue Robinson that said, Oh, gosh. Do you want to get drunk every year at Apple Blossom? Oh, Sue was so cute at the reunion. She was so cute. Okay, let's stop everything for a second and talk about the reunion. What would happen, Steve? Yeah, what, well, I'll... What do you mean, what happened, Steve? I'm kidding. We weren't able to make it because Matthew is a big, busy star who has to work. Oh, yeah. My yes, five, yes. my five <laughs> and six-year-old class from 12.15 to 1 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. And um, at any rate, we really wanted to get there. But then it was also like kind of bad weather. and you It was really not nice weather. 
Um, but it was a great turnout. They, it was really fun. Um, lots of people from the like classes in the 1980s, the 1990s was very well represented. Um, lots of faculty there. Um, it was great to see like um, Mary Robert and Robin Schroth and Mac Bosman and Rick Conway and um, Dr. Albert. Like it was, it was great. They had a really good turnout, and the organizers were really happy because they raised a lot of money for the endowment, which is great. But it was fun. It's a totally different place <laughs> now. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, when Scott Scott texted me, we first he texted Steve, and then he texted me, and I was like, "Hey, just call me. I I gotta talk about this because, I mean, long story short, for us or for me, I during the pandemic picked up like thirty plus private piano students and basically started trying to figure out what am I gonna do for the rest of my life if everything falls apart, kind of thing. Right, right. Well, I start rehearsal. This Monday, after the spring break camp, I start rehearsal on Monday for a show that I'm assistant directing on, and I'm getting ready to tell all of my piano students, like, hey, guys, hit the curb for a little bit. Um, so I had to teach three classes on Sunday, and it was just a juggling match of, like, ugh, do I tell everybody to, like, get lost this weekend when they're getting ready to take another huge hiatus? So I <laughs> decided to stay home and, and make the money. Yeah, fair. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> So, so well. Then also, my parents live two exits away, so that we also had the discussion of like, oh gosh, we can't go to Winchester and like not go to my parents' house. Right, right, right. So there's also like double um, pressure yeah. about like, oh right. gosh, we this is not going to be a trip to Winchester. Obligations. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I saw that the the Fred Glaze Studio Theater was set up with like co high high top cocktail tables and stuff. So was it just like? free form drink and mingle for two hours um pretty much and they also had um a huge table of boxes of old pictures and newspaper articles and headshots and so they were like go through them and take what you want so um that was really fun like matt found a bunch of of pictures of stuff that he was in and um and we pulled a bunch for a bunch of our friends, but it, it was fun to see that. But yeah, it was just sort of like a mix and mingle. And I mean, that was the, the whole weekend had a bunch of different activities. I, I know several people went on like the tour of the campus, which we did not, but um, uh, then they had like a dance concert and the, the formal event was that reception that everybody kind of hung out at. But then they also had like an after party at um, the George Washington Hotel near Old Town, which Old Town is so cute now. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. It was really good. Did you buy a brick? I did not buy a brick. I was, I saw someone take a picture of their brick and I'm like, I bet everyone went back and was like, where's my brick? No, I did not buy a brick. But do I feel like the beaches bought a brick together and we put it... Maybe I just made that up in my head. Maybe that was just an idea that we had. But no, I did not buy a brick that I am aware of. Yeah. I have a brick. Do you have a brick? You have a brick, Matt. Yeah, I have a brick. You do, Ryan? I don't I know. think Ryan took his. <laughs> <laughs> his brick is at his house. It was, <laughs> yeah. He used it to break out. <laughs> Lauren, have you heard the story about me having Mr. Herman's grade book? Oh my gosh, yes. 
<laughs> yes, I heard it on a couple podcasts and I told Joy, I listened to her podcast and I wasn't really remembering the story that she was talking about until she said the verb to anti-disestablishmentarianize. And I was like, oh, right. Oh my God. So I, that triggered my memory of what we were doing. But yes, that's so crazy. I don't know how you ended up with that. It's just so weird to think that I'm in Arlington, Virginia, two exits from the Pentagon, and somehow in this crazy world upstairs is this little cute blue book with all of our names in it. Is everybody like texting you later to find out like what the comments and the notes were in it? <laughs> no, no one's contacting me. Like, what, what, what are you seeing? Take, take a uh, screenshot of it and send it to me. I need to know. <laughs> right. There's not much in it. What did he think of me? What did he really think? <laughs> No, what's really sad is to see a few uh, people in it that have passed. I know. That really makes you feel, you know, um, just the mortality of it all just feels like, wow. They had a, a nice um, display up for everyone who had passed um, out in the lobby of the reception. And I found a great picture of um, uh, Jimmy Carruthers in his high kick action. And so, yeah. Who, who? I had to do all the labor for all of that. Um, for the reunion? Yeah. So Scott Walleen, who was a uh, graduate in the 80s, he was a business arts administration major. He was not a performer, but very, very close to a lot of the performers. And Laura Stark, who was a performer, um, they organized... Last year, they had organized a benefit because Michelle Talent, their good friend, had passed away. Um, and this year, they kind of grew that this year along with the reunion. So they did all of the organization, all of the planning, all of the... It, in conjunction with the Alumni Affairs Committee organization, whatever, I don't know. Gosh, it sounds but like Scott a lot and I of... are good friends. Scott and I lived together for 10 years. In fact, Matt, weren't you neighbors of Scott and I for a while there? Oh my God. On yes. Capitol well, Hill. Well, well, you know, I, I know the name Scott and I remember Scott, but it was really, and I know Scott's gonna listen to this, but I'm just gonna be honest. I, I was laying in bed, and as soon as Scott's voice came over my ear, it all just came flooding back. <laughs> Of standing in his living room with Lauren and Kira. Yes. And we us having like some sort of weird midnight discussion. Midnight meaning probably not even midnight. And him discussing with me like ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's obsessed with ABBA and the Golden Girls. Which Yeah. And I remember having these long conversations about ABBA with yes. Scott. But you live like on the other side of the street and we were right near the unsafe way there on Capitol Hill. Yes, the unsafe way. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You know, I I still say to Steven, I loved living in Southeast. Yeah, me too. Um, and you know what, you know what? Um, Bo Puckett was just here at, at in our house at Christmas time. Oh. And, and to think about the whole thing that went down where I kind of like moved in because Jeffrey asked me to. Yes. And, and then Jeffrey like moved out and left me and Bo Puckett like sitting in the living room. Oh my God. I mean, just crazy. Like, how did that even happen? I don't know. Um, so let's get back to SU. Yes. Yes. Because me, me and you, I remember we had quite uh, a sense of humor in a lot of our 
groups of either working on stuff together or just kind of having fun. Yes. It was a, it was a very fun four years for sure. And I, I was thinking about it more. Like, do you remember Matt? Like I, th- I can't remember which summer theater it was, but you and I, so I had work study in the costume shop and I was actually halfway decent. That's at right. It. That's right. And, um, we got selected to work the costume shop while everyone else had to go toil in like the 110 degree weather in the scene shop. And everybody was mad at us because you and I were like sorting shoes in the air conditioning. And everybody oh my else God, was that's right. Ripping apart scenery. And yeah, I don't know why I remember that, but I do. Well, they clearly knew who to choose because <laughs> we, we, I remember when we were doing uh, costume stuff over across the road. It used to be like a telephone building or something. Yeah. And yeah. I remember like I had a, I put up a list of something to do with like bad lyrics club because I <laughs> always made up the wrong lyrics to songs or something. Yeah. Um, you and Jenny Kleinpeter. Yeah. And I also remember the opening rehearsal, maybe tech rehearsal of My Fair Lady. I was driving the truck that had costumes loaded up in the back and I went across the road driving along the creek and I swerved and the entire rack of clothing <laughs> fell out into the bank by the creek what? oh no did you swerve to avoid a duck I think I was having a flash from Fespus. I think it was probably a duck that said you run swerved to not hit chicken duck Prob- oh chicken duck <laughs> Yeah, you saved him. You saved Chicken Duck. Oh my gosh, we could have made Chicken Duck merch. (laughs) For the reunion. Yeah, we could have done it for the reunion. The return of. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Um, Who was I talking to the night? I was like, man, we should, have you seen this um, Disney Plus? Let's wait. Let's pause for a second. I uh, just put a pin in your thought. To those who don't know, please explain Chicken Duck. Oh gosh, I don't know. He was just this little deformed duck in the pond and he grew in notoriety and then songs were sung about him. <laughs> I don't know. Can you help me on this, Matt? I- yeah, I think he he was supposed to be a duck, but I think he ended up being sort of a hybrid. A hybrid <laughs> of something. He he was still there when I was there. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh. me too. Yeah. 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 Chicken Duck. Chicken Duck was famous. Yeah, he was. He was sort of like right on the verge of an Adam Sandler song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. I picture this female duck coming into like a duck family that already exists, like from like town, like she'd been around town a little bit and only thing she could get was a chicken. And yeah, she came in pregnant and gave birth and gave birth to chicken duck and was born chicken duck i just remember going to anytime you went down to the water if you're just walking around campus or talking or whatever you made a point to look for chicken duck yeah (laughs) yeah i think it's very common for ducks to drink too much and mistake other chickens for ducks yeah (laughs) it's a problem in winchester (laughs) it's a problem in that area yeah yeah it is a problem right, Matthew, <laughs> i interrupted you but i'm so glad i did so we could no i was gonna Chicken say Duck. what's the show on disney plus where the uh, everyone from that show comes back encore encore have you seen encore no 
the so-called encore basically, let's say they would, um, what's the show that we were in together? Um, were we in On the Town? Joseph, uh, oh yeah, I was in On the Town. Oh, Joseph, okay, Joseph's a good one. So in this, if we did an encore special, we basically would get together the entire cast of our Joseph and remount it for like charity or whatever. And as like, you know, the class of blah, blah, blah is doing their Joseph over again. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, that, we, I talked to Ford last night um, about doing a, a concert reunion of all the, uh, the Shenandoah concert um, groups that were there at, at college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what were some of your highlights in, in, in school before we take you out of SU? Um, I mean, I, I so much. still, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I still like literally was just texting Kristen and Joy and Kira and Kelly and Cookie and wait, I said Cookie and Kristen and Jenny, like we, we stay in touch so much. Um, just the friendships that were there and the camaraderie and, um, yeah, I mean, it was just such a rich, um, small everybody was sort of family there yeah I mean yeah I... yeah when you, and when you meet people in general in your life that are kind of stick around more for your failures than for your successes right you know that you you can really cry in front of people or feel vulnerable in front of people and know that you found some sort of friendship and not just someone who's there to be there for the good times. Not that there's been bad times. No, not a single one. But you know, that um, feeling of knowing that you, you trust. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I think it was sort of similar to my, you know, my growing up in my high school. Like I wanted to be around that group. I loved the um, vivaciousness and the fun and the, um, the artsy kind of, we were not the cool kids, but that was okay. Um, people that loved what I loved and yeah. I remember going to school and not knowing really how the place really operated. Like I remember asking people like where I would, where I was supposed to go for things or what, where, where was I taking class at? Or like, you know, when summer stock happened and all of a sudden they would put that tent up over the stage door, just like odd little oh, things. Yeah. You just... <laughs> You know what I mean? It was just never, yeah, yeah. not that stuff needed to be explained, but it just was like, you just kind of were in this big river that you were just amongst of like, okay, well, this is the way it is. Um, bringing in all of those like makeup um, stations for summer theater in the uh, the big like rehearsal room for the yeah. girls. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, just uh, crazy that you thought, where where are we? Not knowing that, you know, somewhere in life you're going to be using all these uh, creative little ideas to help you solve problems. Oh, I mean, to this day, like literally today at work, <laughs> used multiple things that I picked up. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Bill, um, Bill is retiring. Bill Pearson. Bill Pearson. Oh, Yeah. So was that a big thing this weekend as well, his retirement this weekend? Oh, so there was, we were just talking about this, actually. There was a retirement brunch on Sunday, um, for, but I don't, 
I didn't get any information on that, or maybe I didn't look in the right place, but um, I think there were some faculty members, like I believe, I believe Robin was one of them, that they retired during COVID and they didn't get a chance to do anything for them. Uh, so they were having like a group brunch thing, but I, I wasn't a part of that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were looking at the rest of your life from being a senior, did you know where you wanted to move? Being a senior at Shenandoah? Yeah. Um, uh, no, I kind of knew that New York wasn't my thing. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm not really sure what to do. And I had, uh, uh, kind of hit it off with Karen Hearn at summer theater. So she came back to do summer theater, uh, I believe it was the last summer that we, yeah, it was the last summer that we were there. And she was like, don't go to New York, come to DC. Like DC is great. We've got tons of theater and I have this good friend, Scott Walleen again, who has a room for rent. Let me introduce you guys. And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Went, had dinner with Scott. Um, we were like, yeah, this is great. Ended up living with Scott for a decade. <laughs> so um, that was a good match. And um, I loved DC. It was great. Yeah. I, I mean, clearly we are still here because we, there's such a, there's a buffet here for just whatever we want to do. Tons. We have, we kind of have a backyard. We kind of have a city. We kind of have a little country. What year did uh, you direct uh, Us and Of Mice and Men? Oh, gosh. Help me out on that one. Was Matt. that 2000? Well, it was definitely uh, before 9 11. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and yeah. 98 was the summer of the new theater question? Mark? Yeah, yeah, it was. So 98 yeah. that we all. So it was probably what two thousand? Yeah, I was living in. Yeah, New York. maybe nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. Yeah, yeah. ninety nine or two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I loved that. Oh my god, that Ryan that house was. I had so much freaking fun. <laughs> we did have so much fun. That was insane. I was I, just texting with Annie because I listened to her podcast recently, and yeah, 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 it was fun. I think it's the only time I ever wore a dress. Oh no, I take that back. Why were you in a dress? <laughs> We were playing, I don't remember, something, truth or dare. You know what? I think I was up, I think I even got on the roof of the house. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, Ryan, do you remember? We had like a full-on food fight. Food fight. Yes. <laughs> in somebody's house that we were like staying in. Like I am mortified. My 49-year-old self is mortified about that. But... We cleaned it up. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we cleaned it up. We cleaned it up well. Yeah. Well, I I think me and Annie maybe drove together from Washington there. I'm not sure. No, did she stay there? I think she stayed. Maybe there. I was by myself. I remember taking walks with Annie and us picking wildflowers. Well, Annie stayed in the house. Yeah, it was Annie. It was. Mike King, Ryan, Annie, and I, and was there anyone else in there? I think it was just us four. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. And Tom was like across the way in his house. Right, it was like a little neighborhood there. Wasn't Tom's house haunted? I don't, oh yeah, he told the Remember story. Remember that story? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was really fun when I went back uh, just a couple of years ago to help Tom with his one man show. Oh yeah. Um, 
it was like, you know, that town clearly hasn't changed. We had rehearsal one day at the school where we performed. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And I remember, um, was it Meredith that said, when we did one show down there, cause I did the Snow Queen too, that Tom was like, I'm not ready for this to go to Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> I had such a great time with that. You were a wonderful director. And, you know, we kept in touch a couple years after that, but then we just kind of lost touch. And I'm sorry for that. No, thanks. I appreciate that. I absolutely love that show. I was telling Rick Conway, I, um, the cast got me the rendering of the, um, the set framed and I had it up in my house. It's still here. So yeah, oh, I loved it. That's wonderful. That's yeah. really cool. It's, yeah. it's so interesting because, Ryan, we were talking about this earlier, uh, about like keeping in touch with people for a few years, and then Facebook happened. Yeah, that's, I did say that, yeah. And what's interesting is that's so true because you feel like, oh, I know what they're doing, but you haven't really caught up with them. You're just watching. Yeah. Especially in the beginning of Facebook, I felt that was more of a thing. Like, oh, look what they're up to. And yeah, now it's just a, a den of ads. Know. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting about the that kind of struck me at the reunion because, you know, uh, there were a lot of people there that I haven't seen for 25 years, but I've been friends with Facebook for many, many years. I'm like, oh yeah, I know what's going on with their lives. I've seen what they're doing. But when you actually sit down and, and talk to the person in real life, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, uh, there's pros and cons to social media. My current job relies very heavily on social media. So, there's some really great things about it, but it's like, yeah, there's still nothing like sitting down and having a conversation with someone. Okay, speaking of jobs, wasn't one of your jobs, and I'm doing air quotes to my fingers, when we were friends in DC uh, land, uh, didn't you work at Laser World? Yes, yes, I did. I worked at Laser World uh, for 15 years, and I'm still lasering away. I was doing it today. So. Is that like laser tag? No, <laughs> no, no, no. So I worked for a dermatologist in DC that was a cosmetic laser surgeon. Um, and uh, I actually, at the same time I was doing my theater things, Jeffrey Peterson actually was the one that was like, girl, you need a day job, come to the dermatology office and answer the phones. So I started doing that and I was like, wow, this is really kind of cool. I, I like this. And they said, yeah, you're good with the patients. We're going to put you in the back and make you a medical assistant. So I did that for a couple of years and I was like, I really like doing the procedures on patients. So I went back to school again. Um, I went to grad school and I also went to trade school um, and got my uh, esthetician license. Um, so I'm licensed by the state to perform procedures like laser procedures, skin procedures, things like that. Um, and so I was doing that at the same time that I was doing whatever else I was doing. And that actually ended up being my career. So it was an accident, <laughs> but uh, I'm still, I'm the practice manager now here in Richmond for a big med spa here. Um, and I'm still a licensed esthetician. I'm, I'm not usually in the treatment rooms, but I have been the last couple of months because we're a little shorthanded right now. So I jump back in when I need to, but yeah, yeah. And Jeff Peterson kind of introduced me to that world, but yes, laser world <clears throat> continues laser world, Richmond edition. Where, um, 
Oh, I'm just looking at your pictures now. I just want to know what are you putting on your face? <laughs> what am I putting on my face? Like, what's my skincare routine? <laughs> I mean, your skin, your skin looks like maybe you could hold a few secrets. <laughs> well, I do all the things. So, like, anything that we do in the office, I have also <laughs> done. But, I mean, we do, we're not plastic surgeons. You know, we don't do uh, invasive stuff. We do Botox and lasers and peels and things like that so i use hylunia hylunia are you familiar with hylunia skincare i am not where do you get it um i can now buy it online but i used to have to go through an esthetician to get it uh get it i would have to ask carla delator um from the, from the dinner theater world and yeah. <clears throat> It was designed to basically help scarring for, for burn victims. Oh, and wow. it's completely vegan and non, it's non-everything. Yeah. Um, but I don't, my skin doesn't look like yours. <laughs> um, so well, what did you, what did you have to go to school for that? What was your two, two schools? Were they both in Richmond? So, yeah. So I, I've had this like dual, <laughs> thing going on where I was doing theater and I was actually liking directing more and more. Um, and I decided to go back to grad school. So I applied to Catholic university who they have a, they had a directing graduate program. Um, and there were three slots and I was number four. So I got waitlisted for that, but they said, Hey, we, cause you had to do a performance audition too. They said, you know, we'd actually really like you to join the acting program. We'll give you some money. And they also had um, compressed the graduate program into two years instead of three years. So I was like, at that point, I had sort of said like, okay, performance is probably not my path, but, you know, I really like the, the directing part of it. But I did end up going and getting my master's in acting um, from Catholic. And then <laughs> was still working at the dermatology office and performing procedures. And the doctor there said, I will loan you the money to go to school and get your license. So I did that in the evenings. And then I had to get my license with the um, state of Maryland, actually, it was at that time. But anyway, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, grad school was great. I mean, I'm really glad I went. I am, you know, glad I have my master's. And I actually really fell in love with the classics in grad school, like Shakespeare. And I just had not really been uh, exposed to very much of that. And I ended up after grad school, because I had no less than two jobs until I was like, I don't know, 38, 40, whatever. But um, I was working in the Folger Theater part-time. And I loved the Folger like it just everything about the Folger was beautiful the there was the Shakespeare and the Folger consort and they did poetry readings and all of this stuff so I I love the Folger it's such a beautiful space it's so intimate and um yeah doesn't the Folger have like one of the biggest collections of blah 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 mm -hmm. in America or folios yeah 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 the whole library and it's just it's beautiful Okay, I'm gonna sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, which is probably authentic. <laughs> but 
when you go back to your masters, which I have actually thought about myself, yeah, and I keep second guessing because of you know money and do I want to you know not waste time but spend more money, more time. Uh, what is it? Just more of a concentrated, focused uh, SU just experience? Do you just uh, how, what does a masters even mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it depends on the program. Ours was very dense, and we were one of only two classes that they compressed to two years, which, again, financially was great, but it was boot camp. I mean, they, they decided after two years, yeah, this isn't working. We have to go back to three years. Um, but we did. There were a lot of different teachers and a lot of different methods that were taught. Um, there was a lot of theater history that was taught. Uh, there was um, accents and dialects. There was there was a lot of um, bookwork and papers and, and and all of that stuff, as well as a lot of different um, like approaches to acting. So yeah. Well, speaking of accents, um, did you take accents dialects from Robert McNamara? Probably. That sounds familiar. Steve, I just contacted him. Have you contacted him? No. I contacted him to see if he wanted to talk about accents and dialects on the podcast. Oh, my God. Only if he does, like, an, a different accent every sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to answer your question, I mean, it was no music. This was just a straight theater. Yeah. And very, very heavy classical. And was it all in person? Yes, I take it. Oh, yeah, because this was like 2003, 2004. Okay. See, that just makes me super nervous. I'm not sure that I would be able to even like read all of that stuff. Uh, I mean, again, I think it depends on the program, but I will say like, like we were reading Kierkegaard and it was pretty dense. <laughs> like, so, um, but I mean, I loved it and I certainly don't regret it. Still making my student loan payments. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> yeah, every time SU, if you're listening, SU, every time SU sends me an email about sending money for blah, 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 I kind of look at my student loans and think, um, not yet. Yeah. yeah. Not yet. Yeah, it's hard. We feel yeah. like we, we gave. We already gave. Right? Yeah, we gave. <laughs> so what did what did you go through during the pandemic? So um I had to think a very different pandemic than most people did because I was working with the physician that I'm working with now. I'm in a great um practice, love the doctor that I work for, he's great and love my team. Um but we had to uh, lay off our entire team. Um, and he and I kept the practice open, uh, just the two of us doing whatever we could do virtually um, to just keep things afloat. Um, and so, you know, we do cosmetics. So when we reopened two months later in May, we were kind of like, okay is anyone going to come in here and do Botox? Like the world's falling apart and we don't know. It skyrocketed like off the charts. We have moved. Our office was in 2000 square feet. We're now in 6,000 square feet. Like it, we had a 
phenomenal pandemic. I'm sorry to say. Like, is that because people- everybody was looking at themselves in Zoom? So yes, that was one big comment that we got. People were like, oh my God, I can't. And also, you know, people came in and they were like, look, you know, we've always thought about this. We can't travel. We can't eat out. We can't go to concerts. We have this expendable income and we don't have to be anywhere. It doesn't matter if we're red or we're bruised or we're peeling or whatever it is, you know, just great let's do it so yeah we were really really fortunate and my son I have um he's now 11 but he was in a little he was in a taekwondo class at the time and they formed a little pod of students um so uh he went there with the same seven kids so he wasn't isolated um and they hired a tutor to be there to help the kids with the virtual um, school. Um, So we were really, really lucky through the pandemic. And my son is dyslexic. He has um, reading issues. So, you know, him falling behind in school and and that type of environment for him was was really tough. But we just, we lucked out um, with the pod that he was in and the tutors that we had for him and everything. So that was was my pandemic. I, I know people have had a really hard time. Some of my very close friends. So, um, but yeah, feeling grateful about that. And how do you like Richmond a lot? Yeah, I love Richmond. I, um, I moved down here in 2013. So at the time my son was two and, um, things weren't going well in the marriage to his dad. And I was, I loved DC. I loved living in DC and I was kind of like, I am a city girl. Like I do not want to go down there and live in the suburbs. But my sister had already moved to Richmond several years before that. And then my mom moved down to Richmond when she retired and I had a two year old, I was a single mom and I'm like, okay, all I'm doing is I can't afford to live in DC by myself with my child. So I moved to Richmond and I've been, so pleasantly surprised like they have a great art scene down here because vcu is here and um great restaurant scene and um a very um vibrant um open accepting community down here so yeah i was 100 percent wrong about i mean I, I i love dc i still miss dc it was i loved my years there but richmond's great i love it we might be stomping around in the in the backyard of Richmond soon. We we have some uh, contractual business down there next year. Where a theater this year this year uh, theater is doing two of uh, uh, two shows that we wrote in Richmond. Oh, what theater? Can you say, Stephen? I don't think so. You, okay, it's it's say, okay. it begins with Virginia and rhymes with rep. Great, got it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I'll, I'll look out for it. Yeah, we'll And see. you guys let us know when you're down here. We'd love to have you over. I don't think, you know what? I did go to Richmond once with Sean Stacy. Um, when I was living in Fredericksburg, we went to one, I went to one bar in Richmond. I don't think I've ever really been there. I think I've only stopped in Richmond, like on the way to somewhere else. I've yeah. never spent time there. Yeah. yeah like- it's a good city. Lots of fun things. Well, I didn't know uh, Dave Matthews started up in Richmond, I believe, back in the day. Anyway, bringing up the 90s, you know. Uh, Lauren, does your, does your son have any um, c- 
creative bug in him? <laughs> no, zero percent. None. He's, no, he's a total jock. Like he plays every sport, baseball, football, basketball. And he's, he seems quite like kind of naturally talented there. And he won't even like, I mean, he's, he will talk your ear off. Like, I mean, he's very, very outgoing and um, super friendly, but he does not want to be in front of people. Like, huh. yeah, not, he wouldn't even like, he, there was a, sent him to like a little YMCA camp and they were having a talent show. And this was a couple of years ago, but I was like, oh, Robert, why don't you do that? He was like, no, I do not want to be in front of people. So yeah, 0% there. You know, we were just talking to Ford last night because he was in, he was a lacrosse coach player yeah. um, and also a performer. And we were talking about the fine line between the arts and sports and how the passion and the discipline kind of lives in the same kind of realm that you, you kind of have to show up and it's, it all kind of comes from you. Um, that it's kind of a similar kind of journey, even though it's, you know, different. Oh, I, I can totally see that, that parallel. I mean, they have their rehearsal, they have yeah. their team, you know, everybody has to work together. It's yeah. It's a community thing. Like theater is a community thing. And everyone runs up to see the cast list. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to know what their batting order is. So. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I over. sometimes used to call practice rehearsal because I did both sports and theater, and so I I could never get it straight. Oh, play yeah. practice? Yeah, play practice. Right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, sometimes I still it slips out. Like if Robert has to go do like I don't know some evaluation for everything, I'm like, okay, he has his audition today. <laughs> like whatever right. it is, I'm. It's very good that I have Matt to explain all of these like sports things to me because that was not my thing growing up so I'm like what is the rule what's happening why are they calling this what's going on so, that, I'm learning I'm getting much better I'm, I'm I'm being a good sports mom I'm really what's learning. his number one uh sport does he have one baseball baseball really He's Matt Matt was my big brother in college yeah yeah we're talking about yeah. Matt Sawyer yeah mm-hmm. and Matt, Matt loved baseball and Matt played catcher and Robert sort of fell in love with that position too. So now they're both catchers. So yeah, it's cute. It's really cute. Um, how does he feel about the new rules for baseball? I don't know. Do, do you even know about the new rules? <laughs> no, I don't even know about the old rules. I'm still trying to figure those out. Lauren, I am right there with you. I go to... <laughs> I go to order a $15, $20 beer and like scream when everyone else screams. Right. I barely watch the game. I mean, I, I am definitely getting, especially football, because Robert's played football for many, many years. Baseball has been a little bit newer for him. So I'm still, but I do think I know what you're talking about with the new rules. Like they're only allowed to steal a certain amount of times. They're trying to make the game faster, basically. Yeah, there's like a pitching clock now. So the, the pitcher has to. Uh, pitch in a certain time they made the bags like three inches bigger uh so of the basis so the stealing can happen more often you know what i'm gonna just jump right in here when <laughs> i was at home with my grandmother who watched every sport that we can even think of that would come on four channels um part of the draw for baseball and football was that it, it seemed kind of not i don't want to say lazy but it seemed like it was you know an event Especially baseball. But I saw a posting on Facebook of this woman that said, I went to the Nats game 
and it was a fun game. And thanks to the new rules, we were out a lot quicker. And I had no idea what she was talking about until just now. Yeah, yeah, that it was to make the game shorter as well. Yeah, yeah, I did actually hear about those. I was I was told about those. The other day. Wow. Yeah, I do feel like that about some shows. <laughs> Yeah, like what, Camelot? Yeah, some shows you want to be like, okay, guys, can we put a little a little clock on this? Can we cut yeah. this out? Yeah. Yes, Dr. Lally, uh, Laster, one lolly, two lolly, let's get on with it. <laughs> See, we, we should talk to Dr. Laster. I, I, I don't think he's on social media. Yeah. We're supposed to talk to Kristen tomorrow night? Kristen Daly, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a makeup. Yeah. It's a makeup. Yeah. Um, um, well... Frida, what is on the horizon? Anything we want to talk about that's coming up? Um, we also would like to talk about this, the um, media stuff that you get into, whether you're streaming anything, reading anything. Oh, yeah. Um, on the horizon, I don't know, retirement? <laughs> <laughs> right. Death, perhaps? When does that get to happen? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very happy in my career right now. Like I said, I, I love the position that I work for and my team. And so I'm going to continue on that until we can call it a day and um, open our bed and breakfast in Croatia. We went, nice. um, Ma Matt and I went last year to Croatia um, on our honeymoon. And my, so for Janik, it's Croatian. My family's Croatian. Um, and we were sort of like, where do we go? Where do we go? And it was unbelievably beautiful like the people the scenery the food do you guys all watch game of thrones no no we're the only three in the world you are the only three in the world well anyway game of thrones was filmed in dubrovnik very beautiful um, but dubrovnik when we were over there we're like yeah we want to just retire and open a bed and breakfast here so um that's on the horizon <laughs> <laughs> what was the other question I don't even remember what the question. It, I'm, I'm now going, streaming. I'm now. Oh yeah, streaming. I'm now looking on Facebook because I remember your photographs, and you're just kind of like you're really happy, but also really sad that you're not there. Yeah. When you're looking at these beautiful pictures, <laughs> you know, I taught a family from Croatia, and they actually owned like a little little island off of Croatia that the family, it was like a family owned little like chunk of land. Yeah, it's stunning. I mean, it's just like, you can't even describe it. And it's just very, still, I think fairly untouched. There's not a ton of tourism there. The people are really friendly. The food is amazing and the scenery is amazing. And yeah, it's beautiful. And just right across the, the way is Italy. Right across the way is Italy. Right next door is Bosnia. We don't recommend Bosnia, by the way. <laughs> Doesn't Dubrovnik uh, have a history of being um, uh, accepting of like all religions, like they like all live together, especially at a certain time where they all just kind of Christians, Jews, uh, uh, everything. Uh, that I don't know about. I think um, I watched a Rick Steves one time about Dubrovnik and I was like, oh, I really want to go there. It seems like a very accepting place. I mean, it's a very progressive um, country when you, like I said, I mentioned we had a drive through Bosnia to get to part of Croatia that we were going to. And it's just like, I mean, they're as small and close as Maryland and Virginia, but it's just two different worlds. Um, and it's kind of sad to see those next door neighbors being so different. 
um because croatia is clean and beautiful and friendly and um yeah there was quite a like we got pulled over by these corrupt police officers in bosnia and they were trying to like get matt to pay them cash to let it was it was a whole thing i thought I was oh god be, yeah it was i thought i was gonna be like on cnn <laughs> I had to give money at the Cambodian border when I walked across the border from Thailand. I had to give money like under the table to them for me, for them to let me pass. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. So I see here you got to go visit Vivodina. Yes, yes. So I was talking to my cousin before uh, we went and he was like, yes, this is the town where our Grammy, where our family was from. And so, yeah, we drove up there and um, hung out at a little vineyard at the top of the mountain there. And yeah, it was amazing. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, very cool. Is this, is this black roof building a, a church? Black roof? She can't see what you're... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you know, it might be the winery. Maybe, yeah. There was like a little... There is a church, like at the top of the little village, there's a big church. And then there was like a... a there wasn't much there. It's pretty small. Oh yeah, but, this has to be a church because there's there's sort of like a saintly something in front. Yeah, that was probably the church in the. Well, little... that's Lauren. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's, the saintly figure in the front. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a saint picture of her Grammy. Yeah, Grammy. Oh, that's so terrific. Yeah. Well, Lauren, it was it's so great to hear. Oh, see what what's wrong? You you forgot the streaming. I'm so sorry. Game of Thrones. She watches Game of Thrones. Yes, well, that was a while ago. <laughs> what are you watching now? Um, what are we watching now? Um, well, we and everyone else is watching Ted Lasso, right? Because that's mandatory. Um, we watch. We did just watch History of the World Part Two. Is it funny? Guys? It's okay. I mean, I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan. I I love his stuff. There are some funny moments. I don't think it's as great as his classic stuff. Um, we did watch um, a really funny, it was called Conk on Earth. Huh, we watched the episode of that here. He's hysterical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, we were cracking up on that one. It just, she's so dry and deadpan and like... It's, we really enjoyed that one. The, <laughs> the question she was asking the actual, like, uh, like historians. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. Took, it took me a minute to, like, understand the humor because I was like, ah, what? The, oh, I'll get it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, we, I liked that one. Yeah. yeah. The History of the World Part Two, I only watched that first episode where Lincoln is making jokes about how tall he is. Yeah, I mean, it's very I mean, slapstick, like easy humor, very Mel Brooks. But Do you yeah. think maybe Mel Brooks had to kind of clean up his act a little bit for this humor? Because oh, some no. Uh, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he, he, he goes there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did you get to the Alexander Graham Bell part? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't clean anything up. I mean, because like when you watch Blazing Saddles, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love Madeline Kahn. I know. If I had to pick one career of anybody, like if I could be someone, it would be her. Like her career, Blazing Saddles and Clue and Young Frankenstein, she was great. I loved her. Was she in Haunted Honeymoon as well? No. No? No, that's, uh, that's uh, the other SNL 
woman who uh Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. God. 80s movies, breaking news <laughs> <laughs> on the horizon. Um, well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was great catching up with you and um, send our love to Matt. We'll, we'll, we need to get him on here too. Is Matt still singing? Uh, no, he's not. Um, wish he was, but um, I will. Thank you. I'm sure he will come on. And it was so great to talk to all of you. Yeah, so good to catch up. We're once again so sorry we missed the weekend. But we'll probably see you in Richmond and Matt will just drop in and have a procedure done or something. Yes, let you know me what? know. You, you know guys what? will get that VIP would, booking. That would be a really good excuse for me to finally have the makeover. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll join you. I'm so. ready when you are. They'll be like, hey. We'll do an episode about it. Yeah. Has anyone seen Matt lately? Because he came back from Richmond and he looks like Lauren. <laughs> What to expect when you're getting lasered. Yeah, the new, we'll have a documentary crew follow us. Yes, we're down with that. We've got stuff going on all the time. So. All right, well, thank you so much. We, we'll, uh, we'll see you in Richmond, all right? Much all right, love to you good. guys. Thanks, see you guys too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us, Lauren. Pleasure talking to you. Can't wait to talk to Matt. Um, best of luck and hope to see you soon. If you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Patreon, uh, wherever else I've listed in the past. You get it. Connor and Smith, Connor with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Really helps us out a lot. Post it where you post things. Share it where you share things. There is a Discord board. You can connect with your alum there. Uh, it's social media, but like off social media and a invite only link that you can find in the description of this podcast. Thank you to our Patreon sustaining family members. We see you. We love you. We appreciate you. You make it possible for us to do this. Um, so thank you. And if you want to be a supporter you can find that link right there in the podcast notes um i uh, can't wait to start more interviews uh we have i think one or two more episodes in the can um but we're starting interviews again this is going to be kind of the the subtle end to this season coming up soon i'm trying to reach out to everybody i can if you're listening and i haven't reached out to you please reach out to me I, uh, my brain cells are not what they used to be, and sometimes I just don't connect dots, so send me a message, uh, if you want to be on here and tell your SU story, and I have not talked to you yet, please message me, I, I would love to have the conversation and keep the season going longer, so if you're out there listening and I have not contacted you, contact me please, then we can keep this SU going as long as we can. All right, thanks so much, everybody, uh, for coming along this journey with us. We will see you next week. Bye.